guys. So we've got a little bit of a interesting podcast for you this week. Um, it's a megapod, so two pods, not one pod, two pods. Um, and it's going to be a little strange because we've got the preview for the race. Uh, that podcast is being published after the race has happened. So, you know, why did that happen? That's kind of weird. Um, I don't want the preview after the race happened. Fair enough. Um, one thing I've learned is to get ahead of the story, right? So in the news cycle, you want to get ahead of the story. So that's what I'm going to do here. Um, we recorded the podcast on Friday evening. Mind you, the race is on Sunday morning. It's Friday evening, Sunday morning. Um, so I have Saturday to do the editing. Now, in order for me to do the editing, I must receive the file that I need to edit. And someone who looks a lot like me was they have to they had to give me the file not going to blame them but they have to give me the file so let's assume i get the file on saturday now i've got a full day i don't have time to edit that file so one thing leads to another that podcast did not get edited before the race happened and so i thought it would be a good idea that why don't we just launch one mega podcast after the race happens and that's what we've done so hope you enjoy it it's a good one um, we've loaded it with content, and we even have a special guest, first guest ever on the podcast, So, um, and he was great. So can't wait for you to listen to that. Um, and we are thrilled that the season has started. So enjoy. Good All right. <laughs> and so now back to what, the pod. <laughs> yeah, where do I go from there? Well, I think, so. I think, we, I think we should do a... Let's pause and let's do a kickoff of the start of the pod like we normally would. Go ahead. Robbie, you're good at that. Maybe you, you, yeah, you're really good at that, Robbie. <laughs> uh, welcome, loyal listeners, to pod 0000056, perhaps. We're coming to you right before the Austrian Grand Prix 2020, which was the first race of the season in this crazy coronavirus time. It's only it's only 52. Sorry. Sorry, 52. Uh, and uh, we've got the Premium Unleaded podcast, which is the premier F1 podcast that we are aware of. And uh, we're going to bring you kind of a, a season, season opener and some of the practices for the Austrian Grand Prix have happened, so we'll have some insights into that as well. And we have a special guest today. So uh, maybe we could start out by talking about how this pod almost didn't happen. Yeah, yeah I mean, so. <laughs> I, would, I would blame Charlie and Rob for that, quite frankly. So, so I mean, let's. I, I'd like to say something. I would like to... Um, Let's give context. What what did happen? I will I will summarize. I would like to say because no one else said it. I'd like to formally apologize to our listeners for not producing a pod up until this point. I think we have done a huge disservice, and we're gonna set that we're gonna set that right. We're gonna make it you whole. So don't worry about that. Now getting to today, um, you know myself personally, I wanted to do everything I could to make this pod a success. To make sure that everyone attended, and I, oddly, it was so strange. In the morning, Charlie from at an early hour said, "Are we sending out a, a Zoom?" 
Usually Charlie forgets that the pod's happening. So that, I thought that was a red flag. <laughs> now, we had talked about having the pod at 8.30, right? <laughs> then Charlie at 8.30 in the morning says, I'm, we're ready for you. But we talked, we said 8.30 in the afternoon, in the evening. Um, so a huge misunderstanding. If you look at the, if you look at the transcript, which we will attach to the show notes, it clearly says 8.30 in the evening. Some of us work off of military time, and I understand that. But when you say things like evening and not morning, usually people think it's at night, typically. Go ahead. All right. Um, I'm not really sure what this topic is all about. I agree. I just messed up. I mean, yeah. yeah. Charlie came Charlie. I had some internal... I had some internal monologue in my head, like, oh, yeah, 8.30 in the morning is actually a pretty good time. Let's do that. And then I never sent that thought to anybody, and I woke up. I was like, that's pod. Um, the only person I, that has yeah, to explain I'm, themselves is Rob. I'm just trying to get content out to our listeners, so I want to do it as early as possible. So I'm, I'm the that's, real hero. That's fair. That's very fair. I want to say this is a prime example of why we need to move towards 24-hour clock, and the metric system these other systems are too confusing and things are going to happen like podcasts will be missed and people are going to go the wrong distance and their food is going to be too warm if we use these antiquated systems like fahrenheit 12 hour clocks miles the time is now to move yes and grant. I I agree. And I think we'll come out of this better. Or you know, we, we will be we must be better. So as, we, we as, Andrew said, as Andrew said, we will only go up from there. We'll make you we'll make it we'll make everyone whole. Like Andrew, don't don't think about all the pods we didn't do. Now we're gonna make you whole. You know? Forget all I that. Agree. Forget about all the awesome content that we skipped and we could have done during this COVID time. All right. All right. Good stuff. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for apologizing. I'm glad that's out of the way. So there's a ton to cover, really. Um, I think maybe let's hit some of the topics from the off season since we didn't record, but now we are. So we're going to catch you up. Um, Let's let's kick it over to Andrew to talk about Vettel leaving Ferrari. Just to to say. Hold on, before we before we uh, flagellate ourselves some more, we did do a pod in March in preparation for the season opener. But since the season opener was Corona delayed, so much has happened. So for new, we are now covering the Corona delay period. We obviously couldn't get together to pod because of quarantine restrictions. So we're doing the best we can. But a lot has happened during the quarantine, including Ferrari. What Andrew, what did happen? Did Vettel leave first or did they sign somebody? Or what walk us through the drama? Well, I think we I think we learned a little bit about that um this weekend. So I think what and when I heard the news break, I was under the impression that there was some discussions about a contract extension. And um at some point those discussions broke down. We, you know, we probably have all been in similar situations. You know, you want X, your your employer <laughs> wants Y, 
and usually you end up in the middle. And that's what I thought was happening between Sebastian and, and Ferrari. Um, but what was very interesting, I think, was coming out of this weekend, there was people asked uh, Sebastian point blank, you know, what happened? What was the sticking point? Why couldn't you guys come to an agreement? And he said, there was no sticking point. They never even offered me any type of contract extension. They just basically said, we're, we're not even thinking about you as an option after 2021. Um, which I, I, I think, and I hadn't heard that before. I thought that came as a uh, pretty big shock to me. And then uh, obviously, you know, a while ago, we learned that they had signed um, Carlos signs to a contract. So, which I was pretty excited about. Of, McL- of McLaren fame. Of McLaren say. fame, yeah. So I was, I, to be honest, I'm, I'm not, you know, looking back on it, I, I'm not too surprised. I think there was some, I don't know, difficult working relationship there. And maybe they thought a clean break, let's get um, two really young, talented drivers that maybe don't have the egos that Sebastian has. I think that's a big part of it. Sebastian was in there as a four-time world champion. He had a big ego. He was expected to be the number one. Everyone could cater to him. And Ferrari was not going in that direction. And they thought, let's make a change now. So I, I think that they realized that Leclerc was more was younger, better looking, more exciting, future. And they and I think Vettel was looking for some kind of like number one status in his contract. That's my that's what I'm hearing rumor wise. So you're not hearing that they never even well that 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 uh is against uh, no, what I mean, Sebastian said. People people make you know yeah, they never formally presented Vettel with a contract so he could make that statement and not be a blatant liar. Okay, gotcha. You know, there were talks, obviously. They didn't just like, let's not even talk to the dude. Right. Move okay. on. I think what happened was they thought, we want to get kind of younger, more hip. Is there a naked boy in the yard out there? <laughs> Uh, this is being recorded, so uh, Rob, are, are those your children by any chance? Yeah, and he's <laughs> is that uh, the main street they're on? Running around na- naked? Yeah. Hey, it's the Cape. Like, you know what? That happens. Like National so, Geographic over there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that what happened was Vettel was very. Um, he didn't like what happened in twenty nineteen. With kind of the the on track and what, where was it Brazil one the penultimate race of the year when they crashed into each other there was obviously a bad dynamic there where the, the two drivers were it was the old bull not wanting to give ground to the, the new up and coming guy and I think Ferrari Binotto was smart to try and break up that dynamic and and Vettel wasn't willing to be a time player and they said fine done you're gone. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, just to keep this topic m- moving, looking forward, you know, Vettel, does he have a seat? I don't know. It seems like he could be out of F1. And uh, I think it's kind of a weird thing in F1 where these guys who are still like in their prime, really, like Alonzo, same thing, it's, you know, mu- musical chairs, you don't have a car, you're kind of out of the sports. The weird dynamic, uh, I think, you know, unique to F1. Thoughts? Vettel has multiple children, right? I mean, like, he could yeah. go be a dad for a while. He doesn't want to, though. I think he, that was part of his comment today was not, sorry, I shouldn't say that. He still yeah. wants to be a dad. Let's be clear. <laughs> I was going to say, the Italian media is going to rake you over the coals for that. <laughs> yeah. 
he said he's not done. He's not ready to hang it up. And he said he had to be in a certain mindset to do that. Like a weaker mind, like Alonzo would hang it up. But Sebastian wants to keep competing. Uh, the slander suit is coming to you. I guess. <laughs> is this a real, is there some background commentary on the, the politics of uh, on the politics of F1? Maybe the teams don't want to put up with these people that, have first driver clauses. Maybe they just want two drivers kind of going after just putting the best on the track. I know it's always easier as the younger guy, the up and comer, but uh, Alonzo, I kind of felt was pushed out, pushed out. He pushed himself out politically, I think. And maybe Vettel has done the same. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that teams want, I, I think Mercedes has done the ultimate thing where they have an alpha killer in Lewis Hamilton, and then a distinct, very competent beta in Botas. And they push Botas around, and he'll do it. And Botas and Hamilton are not hitting each other on the track, in contrast to what happened in Brazil with Ferrari. Yep. They figured it out. But the only team that we can really afford that dynamic, in my opinion, is Mercedes because they're so dominant. If you're if you're a midfield team or even Red Bull Ferrari, I think you're you're scratching and clawing for each constructor point more so in the midfield that you can't you can't have a beta. You need to you need two guys going all out. I would love it if we could see a. Uh, you know, I've only been an F1 fan during the era of Mercedes dominance, but I would love to see if we had a driver champion in one team and a constructor champion in another team. And you see like, you know, one, one team going for something and the team, the team award and the other team going for the driver award. That'd be really cool dynamic dynamically to see uh, how that plays out. But Mercedes is just too dead. Uh, too powerful right now and they're just gobbling up everything which brings me to a particular austrian grand prix issue which is this is one of the most power sensitive tracks on the calendar you know the old calendar who knows what the new calendar looks like which and and power plant development in 2020 is frozen i think you can bring updates to this race and then no more engine development so any thoughts on, and there are some teams like Honda's bringing a new engine for Red Bull to Austria from, from practice, I guess, from free season. Uh, Renault says they're not doing any changes. Any thoughts on how, kind of where the engines stack up going into Austria, and which is so engine dependent? Well, that's pretty depressing, I think, for... I, I think I heard Ferrari is also... They're not bringing a new engine to Austria. So they're sticking with what they have, which is, sounds like it's pretty bad. Um, go ahead. So, I mean, Ferrari clearly had the best engine last year. And that was something um, that maybe it was about the Ferrari kind of like res- thing that they resolved with the so-called cheating, never they called cheating where they were burning oil Ferrari had the best engine last year do we think they don't have the best engine this year I know you know 
changing changing manufacturers for a second, Renault feels really good about where they got to in the preseason. Obviously, good enough that they're not bringing anything new. Um, is Ferrari? So is a is Ferrari still the front runner? And if not, who is engine wise? I, I would say they're not. I mean, from what I was hearing, it sounded like maybe they put some more effort into just the the actual car itself. Like, so the balance I heard was much better, but the performance was much worse. So could that be like, well, last year they were cheating. Now they're not. So like, well, we have to, what are we going to do? Let's put some more effort into making sure the balance is better. Um, but at the end of the day, it results in a very average car. And maybe what we see is Mercedes still crushes it. And then the rest of the, the, the crew is just very tight, which could be pretty cool. So, I, I don't know, maybe uh, performance-wise, it's probably Mercedes. That's my guess. I think it's going to be pretty even engine-wise uh, as we go through the course of the season. I don't think we're going to say, like, oh, that engine is far and away the best. We've had enough years of, uh, what's the word, the engines to come together, everyone to catch up to Mercedes, who obviously had the best hybrid engine at the beginning in 2014. I think that there's been six years later, everyone's got a pretty equivalent engine. So let's, I mean, I know we're talking about engines here, but let's uh, fool ourselves. It's still Mercedes top on the total package. Then I'd say despite Ferrari's PR, I think they're a toss up with Red Bull for two and three. Then I think maybe a racing point, McLaren and then Renault. I mean, still the same pecking order roughly. So I will, Agree. Mercedes definitely number one. I I don't trust Alex Alvin to be get enough points to be a number two team. Mm. I do think Vettel and uh, Leclerc are a better driver tandem. Uh, but yeah, but I think Red Bull might have a better car. I think Racing Point could be four. But they've also said they're not going to develop their car this year because, frankly, they stole the car. So what what do they know about development? Um, I think the big – and McLaren's going to be at the top there of the midfield. The biggest question mark for me is did Renault make some substantial progress? They did a radical overhaul of their car. Uh, they seem happy with their engine or they're despondent, either one. Um, and I think those are the next, those are going to be vying for the top of the midfield from what I saw in free practice in Austria, uh, poor Kimmy and his, what are the new names? Uh, they're still alpha Ro- Romeo, alpha Tor, Tor, Tori, 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 Williams are still the bottom. Oh, oh God. Along and Haas is garbage. That's my prediction. Well, Fabos? Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at the agenda here. We just jump around phenomenally. So I, I think it's going to be Mercedes by a wide margin, and then it's going to be very close after that. I, I think it's going to be Mercedes, uh, Red Bull will be a clear number two, and then you'll see Ferrari, McLaren, Renault, uh, battling for three, racing point might be in the mix. 
and I'm kind of just going with what I don't think pretty much different than what you said, but um, I do think, I think the whole midfield is going to be extended and more bunched together, which could be, which I was going to get to. I think it could be a really fun short little season here. Real talk, Andrew, are you playing down Mercedes? Cause like, you know, if you put down your, your, you're pleasantly surprised if they exceed your, Expectations, or do you really I mean, think that they're now a midfield team? I think you meant Ferrari, but um, Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. I think last year was such a disappointment. We all thought that they were going to really challenge for a championship the last two years, really. Um, and it seemed like even with the best engine, they couldn't get it done. And so, what really are they? What do they have? They have a driver that's on his way out. So is he going to be really fighting? Maybe, maybe he will. Maybe he wants to stick it to them and say, look what you're missing out on. That could be pretty fun. Um, they have a young driver who's definitely talented, but if he's in a car that can't compete, then what are they going to have? So I, I just don't see them really, I guess uh, going into this year is my least optimistic I've been in the last four or five years for, for Ferrari. John? Yeah, I don't think Ferrari's going to do so hot this year. I would, yeah, yeah, I would say Mercedes one, Red Bull two, McLaren, Ferrari, and then Racing Point. After that, I don't really care. I'd like to get everyone on the record. What is the first year? And everyone, I want everyone to come up with a date in their head, and then we'll all share them. What's the first year someone other than Mercedes wins the constructor championship? Good question. Uh, um, so just to refresh for our listeners, we had 2020 regulate same regulations. They actually pushed the same same rules into 2021 when we were supposed to have a huge overhaul in Arrow. So 20 the the stubbed 2020 season and the full 2021 season will be run under the same existing regulations and then in 2022 we're going to have a pretty radical overhaul in terms of aero i don't i think the engines are still the same though uh and also there's a salary cap coming in so who's who's First year, non-Mercedes. 2021. 2022, sorry, 2022. Uh, I'm guessing 2024. I think it, Mercedes will still dominate. I'll take a few years, but the reset will help. I'm going to go 22 as well. I'm going to go 2022. I think that's going to be a, kind of like a shuffling, and because of salary caps coming in, they won't be able to dominate. Yeah. All right. So I have a question for you guys. Is it this season, bigger picture here, is it? Is it how many races are we expected to have? Does anyone know? I think that there are 8 uh, to 10 currently scheduled, and um, <laughs> Liberty is talking eight. about 15 to 18, but I think that's pretty optimistic. That could be really fun construct end of the year constructor standing with just eight eight races. I mean, anything could happen. I've got the races up here. We've got Austria for round one and two. All right, that's two weekends in a row. Then we got Hungary right after. 
then Great Britain, then Great Britain again, Spain, Belgium, Italy. That gets us to the first week in September. They don't have anything scheduled after that. Wow. Cool. Um, all right. Well, should we do a little uh, break and do some life updates? I mean, it's been a long time. I don't know if someone wants to kick it off. Charlie? I'll kick it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. What quick can I say? Quarantine has been been real hell. Uh, but it's very nice. I'm on vacation in Truro right now with Becky, Rob, Annie, the boys, and Katie, Sean, and Kit, which has been a nice reprieve from staying at home. Um, bad news, LB hurt her leg the other day on our, our constant dog updates, but swelling has gone down, so we'll keep everybody updated. Um, but every, every, other than that, things are going well. I've been doing a lot of great biking out, outside, good running. It's a shame the bike season has been canceled because I think we could have really put together a team. Um, but yeah, those are my those are my updates. I'm on a vacation right now and biking and monitoring a dog. Excellent. Um, yes, I mean, pretty much been quarantined um, since I got back. I I took we did a a little holiday in London and then a, a small one in Arizona. That's what I did in March, and then since then it's pretty much been lockdown. Um, I did birth a child. So a new son in the world, which is nice in late May. Um, so that's been fun. Obviously a Ferrari fan. So I can't wait to get him a little, some gear. Um, and then my parents were just here for a nice week. So they were here helping out, having a great time, wanting to harass Charlie, but they didn't, they, he wasn't home. So they couldn't say hi to him. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's been good. Uh, I'll go. Same thing. Quarantined. Also vacationed in London. But uh, otherwise, Liz's sister Katie has been staying with us for close to four months now. She got here early March, I believe. Um, How's that going? Got out of New York. For her or for me? For you. Fine. I mean, she's a good house guest. Uh, contributes. You know, easy, easy peasy, I would say. No, no complaints there. Good. Um, yeah. Other and uh, yeah, no, nothing major to be honest. Uh, I, I haven't been hating quarantine. You know, it's you know, I'd like to get on some weekend trips, but uh, I've been getting outside a lot. Got a new bike. Put in some miles today on that. So that was cool. Um, you know, playing some golf. So all in all, not bad. Where'd you go on your bike ride, John? Uh, it was like a 20-mile loop. Started at my house, then went uh, like a Neponsa Trail, got to the Blue Hills, rode around the Blue Hills a little bit, came back up Blue Hill Avenue, made my way through Milton, back to the Neponsa Trail. Nice. Rob? Um, I am not totally anti-quarantine. I think it's really exposed, forced us to rethink the way we do kind of life. And uh, we're going to get some positive outcomes from it. I do miss certain things, like the ability to get together, kind of like have family get-togethers, have friend get-togethers. 
the club and not kind of worry about getting sick. That, that sucks. But, um, you know, not going to work, less traffic, easier to bike on the roads without cars trying to kill you. Um, <clears throat> I think there's a lot of really actually good stuff that will come out of this. So seeing the silver lining. Um, I am expecting a third child at the end of November. You heard it here first. Um, yeah, I'm really glad I moved out of the city with my burgeoning family for quarantine because it would be hard to live in a teeny condo. All right. I. I also have been Zwifting a lot this year. Zwift is a virtual bike bike world, and I'm sh share Charlie's pain that I'm not able to uh, use that fitness to race in real life. But 2021 will come like soon, I guess. Well, I I mean in the biking realm, I just got a bike myself. Um, I'm really excited about it. Stoked. Um, been waiting I've, i mean to be honest with you i've been waiting for years on this thing um better late than never it does need some work so i wish it was turnkey but it's not that's okay i'm gonna take it into the shop this weekend and uh hey i'll be on those 20 mile loops <laughs> before you know it so can't wait it was free so <laughs> turnkey is, is nice i suppose but free is also nice <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I didn't appreciate I've been like, the free bike. Yeah, I, I've just doing like all my errands via bike. You know, it's been nice. I'm all I'm all about that. It part of quarantine. Uh, the cargo runs. The cargo bike, which gets a lot of shit for how much it costs, is uh, essential quarantine gear. I think. No doubt. Speaking I'm quite gear, I'm quite jealous of that cargo bike. I think that's a great buy. Uh, speaking of gear, is anybody getting any new F1 merchandise for their team? I would like to. I make it Me that too. jacket. The, the soft shell that Charlie has? Yeah, I mean, whatever they have, this I don't know if they've updated their lineup, but I'd like to get a long sleeve of some sort. Yeah. I've been uh, debating a a Red Bull biking kit. I can't really find a on-brand one. So I'm going to probably pass. And I really like to splurge at the race. So I think I might hold out for next year's Canada Grand Prix and go big. So maybe a note for me. That's fair. Oh. Andrew? Yeah, your Ferrari baby kit? Um, yeah, I think that I was my that one I've been... I've been looking at that online to see if there's anything good, like a full kit, kind of like a little, um, yeah, like a racing uniform. There's some neat stuff there, but it's a little expensive for a baby. So. What's this? We're looking at that uh, for our baby gear for our podcast listeners. This is good radio. Are you um, <laughs> a link? <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Um, so let's get back to this weekend. Um, I think the, the major, we talked a lot about the major storylines. We're going to get to our special guest in a minute here, but 
I think one of the big things is we've talked about the DOS uh, system that the Mercedes team has put out for the weekend earlier, but Red Bull has now formally lodged a complaint with the FIA and while also developing a system of their own. So I think they're looking to get in on the action if the FIA comes back and says it's legal, but obviously looking to punish Mercedes as much as they can. It seems like they really view them as their main rival this season. But I think we're going to get a decision tomorrow morning or Saturday morning. Great. Love it. I think Mercedes will be allowed to to run this. And I think Red Bull, I I love what Red Bull's doing here. Beat them, you know, stop it if they can't get in in time, but then just, you know, implement it themselves if if it's fine. So I love the move. I also think uh, Mercedes will be allowed to run the DOS system this season. But I also think this is, I mean, this is a very technical sport and technical gamesmanship, which is what Red Bull's doing part of the sport so go for it good, good good on this yeah so i don't know if anyone knows what this does exactly but i was watching the broadcast and it so it was dual axle steering something i forget i think it's actually it's supposed to be d-a-s-s but everyone just called it d-a-s but um i think it's called dual axis steering system dual axis oh, okay i heard axle by the uh the F1 TV crew, so I guess they're not very well informed, but um, uh, it sounds like it's fine from a steering perspective. It's not fine from a suspension perspective, potentially. That's the issue. Mm. I don't know if anyone has yeah, I, think, I believe the rules say you're not allowed to have any kind of moving, this is a non-technical, non-technical jargon for a technical topic, but not, you can't have moving bits on the suspension outside of the actual suspension portion. So you can't, it can't be a, yeah, can't be part of the steering component, is my understanding. Hmm. Well, see what that does. Um, all right. Mercedes Doss covered. Uh, how about Danny Rick? Do you want to talk about him? Pretty big movement, I would say. I'd like to tackle this one. Danny Rick, everyone's favorite driver, moving to McLaren in 2021 uh, to take the seat vacated by Carlos Sainz, going to Ferrari. You know, Danny Rick is still in his prime. He, he's closer to post-prime than he is pre-prime. Uh, but he obviously has a lot of experience with multiple cars, and I think that will be good. He'll be a good pairing for... Um, Norris is very green behind the ears in helping McLaren develop the car. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I think, you know, if this was his first move post-Red Bull, you'd be excited. And um, now you've just, I, I think you've cut that excitement in half, basically. You see, you kind of, at this point, is it, does Danny Rick now just have this reputation of just switching teams and really not doing much while he's at the team and, and who knows he's into a McLaren, but I just, I mean, he's a great guy. I love him. He's, he's hilarious. He, but I don't know, like, is he really going to move the needle much for McLaren? I think, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Andrew. I think, uh, Danny Rick ruined his career. I think it's over for him. He's never going to win. 
Uh, I don't know why he did this Rhino move. It was stupid. So, yeah. Uh, sorry, but go to McLaren. Fine. Not, you're not going to get anything done. So. I, I will say McLaren has probably the two, two of the best personalities on the grid now. For sure. Right, next but that doesn't win championships. Sorry. No, sorry, Bob. It makes money, though, which is what they're in here for. Yeah, people will buy uh, expensive T-shirts because of that. So at the race, <laughs> but best of luck um, to Danny. I just don't see it really coming together for Metal Clarence. Agreed. Do we All right, we got one more topic. Guest? Should we get our special oh, guest in there? Yeah, let's do the special yeah, let's guest. Yeah, get him in. Style him in. No, let's get the get the interview. Gonna have a special our low T betting specialist come in and join us from the pod. Our very first special guest in the pod history. He's been begging to join us. I think we've all been kind of reluctant to let him come because he's such a fire a wild card. Who knows what he's gonna say? But hey, let's see what he has to say. We don't want to damage the reputation of the pod by having the riffraff on. But anyway, cue the music. No feedback. Yeah. Okay. Feedback, 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 feedback. Oh. I'm I'm recording, so be careful, everyone. All right. <laughs> so should we welcome should we now start our segment of uh yeah. Low T's betting corner? Oh, don't we think we need to uh, welcome our guests? Yeah. Well yeah. no, so we can... will hold on. Okay. We're gonna do that after we Trevor will give us his insight. Then we will kind of formally kick it off later. So don't worry about the. I'll We're take gonna, care of it in post. This is no, this going to be part of the the behind the scenes. Of, <laughs> yeah. you know, no, but shouldn't we do like a welcome to the pod? Uh, this is the first time we've ever had a guest. Yeah, yeah, totally. We should do that. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I don't I want to kick off the entire pod now. Yes. Understood. Understood. Okay. I'm drinking a European beer. Makes sense. Outside. I'm drinking a margarita. Highlight. Um, so I didn't really follow. Is Trevor just going to do his gambling thing? And then no, we're gonna gotta, no, we need to introduce him, talk about why he's here, and then Trevor will, then we'll, whatever it all, is. I don't think we can call him Trevor. I think yeah, we have to call him Low T. Low T. Yep. I need to uh, remain this anonymous. Is, That's key. This is truly. <laughs> This is truly watching the sausage being made right here, Trevor. <laughs> that it is. Well, welcome to the pod, Loti. It's it's terrific to have you on. Yeah, it's great. Uh, great to see you. For the record, I said it first. Thank you for joining. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. It's uh, it's nice to be here. You know, first time caller, long time listener. So, feels good. So, so I got a I got a question for you to kick off the segment. Um, it's the start of the season. Are you laying down a little scratch on a on a season championship or constructor winner before we get to the race? Uh, currently, no. Been focused more on the Austrian GP at this point. So, uh, um, I don't know. It's tough, tough to bet against Lewis Hamilton on the on the season, really. So, it's just terrible odds for that. What are what are the odds right now for that? Like one seventy minus one seventy five, I believe. Oh boy! Oh, is yeah. that it's so for the non gambling people? What does that mean exactly? That's a good point. Okay, yeah. So when we talk about odds and lines, I say minus like one seventy five. That means that if I bet one hundred and seventy five dollars, I only win a hundred. 
Whereas if it's oh, plus, okay. plus 175, that means if I bet 100, I win 175. So it's more beneficial to be a, a plus something in terms of favorable odds. Got it. Low, low T, I have a question. Did you see how the odds changed, if at all, after the first two practice sessions in Austin? I did. I did. And it actually changed how I'm going to bet it. Um, the the Mercedes drivers both went up pretty heavily post-practice. So wow. it was initially pretty even. And, I mean, all the headlines are like, you know, Mercedes dominates practice. So now it looks like uh, it looks like they're taking a pretty big advantage odds-wise. So it's going to change how I bet it for sure. So that, that seems like an emotional capitalize on the, the poor emotions of everybody else and stick with Red Bull is where I'm guessing you might be going. Well, so yeah, good point. So I guess we're going to get into the picks a little bit here. So I was originally leading Verstappen, right? And and now I'm like, okay, Lewis Hamilton dominated at practice. So what did I do? You know, you got to look back a year, look back historically. You know, I'm a, I'm not a, a impulsive gambler. Look back historically. Last year, Verstappen didn't do so well in practice either, and now his odds are actually better. So I'm I'm actually thinking for that specific one, I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick wow. with Verstappen. That's, good. That's a good tip right there. Right? Yeah, I mean, wow. <laughs> is that bad? And, and also I saw a quote where he said something like happened to his front wing. He did some damage to his front wing. And that's why yep. his practice results weren't great. So, again, you're getting better odds. And, and even last wow. year, he, he won it and he, he didn't do great in practice. So now, This now, is the insight you get. That's, that's AP team. European history right there. I mean, that's yeah. just yeah. fucking love. If I came into this show unprepared without historical facts, <laughs> I would get roasted by you guys. And I know that. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Loti, have you thought about this being the start of the season? And we've had, what, almost 18, 16 months since there has, not 16 months. What is it? Eight months since there's been a race. A lot of changes right. to the car. We don't know where people stand. Have you thought about going for with any underdog putting putting a little tickler on a I don't know a signs or a Norris? No. As as Trevor Broke figures a little it, bit, I think what you're asking was I think what you're asking was did you think about putting any any scratch on on an underdog who you know now might have some better yeah, odds? because we really don't know. We really don't know how things are going to shake out just yet. I mean, obviously, Mercedes looks good, but. Agreed. No, and that's actually, I was thinking of putting some money on uh, on Albon. Because Albon, newer guy, his odds to win this one are pretty pretty huge. He's like right now at, um, let me look at it. He's at plus 2,500. So to say that, oh, again, wow. I guess is, you put you put like 10, 10 bucks on Albon's win, you win 250 bucks. That's, ta yeah. that's tasty. $10, Trevor. Come on. We know your units are higher than 10. <laughs> Trevor, why wouldn't yeah. you... Oh, Gambler sorry, doesn't right. reveal his units. Uh, I was, I was going to say, when you put your bet in, how much does the line move, Trevor? <laughs> uh, if you want to like get some real value, you just got to follow my bet, and then you bet against what I bet, because then that's where the line moves, really. So maybe that's the move for everybody. Actually, I was thinking a, a Ricardo top six finish might be a, a decent value there too. He uh, he practiced pretty well, um, and his odds for top six are plus five hundred, so pretty good odds. 
practice decently. So uh, I don't have a tremendous amount of faith in Renault after last season, but I have heard good things out of the paddock over the winter. So that's one of those things where, you know, might take those long odds being the first race of the season. You never know. Yeah. Well, actually, that was going to be something I asked you guys, too, is like what I can like read you some of the odds. But are there anything initially that are jumping out at you guys? Because I, I got one. What do you got? I, I don't know if your your uh, bookie of choice, whatever it may be, takes third place or just podium finishes. But I would I would throw some scratch on Perez on a on a podium. Ah, well, so that's one that did change with practice as well. So prior, he was he was plus odds, I believe. And now for podium, we got um, let me see. So he's he's plus four fifty top three. So that's actually pretty good. If you if you think he can squeak into a podium, that's pretty good odds. I think that there's a possibility of it. It's it's still remote. I mean, that did look like a good midfield car. They copied the Mercedes car, and uh, the Pink Panther drivers are saying it's the best car they've ever driven. But top three, I mean, where's Botas going to be? Where's Verstappen going to be? We haven't said anything about these guys yet, but Andrew, how is uh, Ferrari looking? Um, they're ter- I'm terrible. They're worse, worse than Dor- Perez. Terrible. Yes, they're. I mean, they did their their simulations. They're at P nine. I mean, uh, I don't even know. I think they'll be lucky to sniff a podium. To be you know what? This is these are the politics of that one that I just can't stand. <laughs> I'm looking yeah, at the data, I, Rob. I'm looking at the data. Wow. They're tell, telling me they suck. But this is the beauty of the first race of the season. It's going to be a jumble, and then you're also going to get a few breakdowns slash retirements to mix it up a little bit. I think. Yeah. Well, that speaking of pole, that was another one. I was I was originally thinking Leclerc. Um, I didn't know he won so many poles last year. He had like seven, I think, which is highest by far. Um, and then he just raced so poorly in practice. So I was like, now I'm thinking Botas is the move for, for pole position bet. He's like plus, uh, what is he plus like 450 right now? Plus 250. And Lewis is like minus 150. So Lewis is like, I a like huge that bet. Yeah, I like that Lewis too. Is a huge so it's kind of just a good value call, I think, on that one. Absolutely. That's like so how many bets like are we going to lay down, you think? How many different things are we doing there? I think I'm doing four this week. So it's kind of like slow burned. I'm out of here. But basically, I'm thinking Verstappen to win, Botas to win, pole, Ricardo top six, and then I have the the Rymo special from, from when he used to be a big Haas guy. Roman Roman Grosjean, first person to 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 uh, not, not finish. So yes, that's a good one. I love that's starting year bet. off with Grosjean hate because he's be the biggest strong guy. That has to be strong negative odds, like negative two hundred, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. right? Grosjean was legitimate. Wait, wait, no, actually, sorry. It's it's not. It's the first driver to to leave the race so it's plus 1200 so that's more of like a uh just i hate grosjean like no, I, I mean i would think that grosjean is almost a lock to leave <laughs> the first one <laughs> it's kind of, of that's kind of like a it's like a prop bet kind of thing right i mean yeah yeah first. still i mean i think those, those are great odds grosjean no joke was having brake trouble today oh I good believe yeah lost his brake that's a good i, I like that's a good card that's a really good yeah. card cool really solid card 
there's some others I mean, on there. I'd... Like there's not normally there's usually more like head to heads and stuff. So I didn't see many of those. I, I thought those would be fun to run by you guys, but um, you know, there's a few others like qualifying, how much they win by, how much they win the race by, top six is top three, but you know. Do they do anything with like um I don't know, will the winner kiss the podium girl, like stuff like that? Do they do any of that stuff? Uh they did last year. I think uh you know, COVID and, and such. Today's These, climate. Oh yeah. 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 John, come on. Welcome to the twenty first century. We don't have podium girls anymore. <laughs> podium podium boys? Whatever. Podium I don't Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think this has been a good um, intro into F1 gambling from Low T. Uh, this is great. What, what, what do you guys, boys? I, I'd like to get an update from him after the race to see how much money we we won collectively. You know? Yeah. I'll, <laughs> I uh, I'll definitely. That's why I wanted to put some research into this because I'm hoping to uh, you know put my money where my mouth is and provide some follow up to the people. So I will definitely yeah, do that. This is a great segment. Well, yeah, yeah, thank you for coming I on. Didn't, we look forward to having you back. Yeah, Feel I didn't it. really get into get as heated as I thought I was going to get with Andrew. So other than that, you know, great. Hey, we've got all we got all season. I, on I think if these bets really pan <laughs> out, you might be able to fly us all to Monaco in 2021. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll start a fund. I'll just put all my all my winnings to the Monaco 2021 fund for the boys. Perfect. All right, here we go. All right, guys. Say hi to the uh, say hi to the parents for us. We'll do. Talk to you soon. Later. Bye. Okay. <laughs> we're good. Cool. All right. So we're getting towards that time where we should wrap this up. But we had one more item, the uh, Mercedes livery we wanted to go over. Uh, you know, the reasons behind it that we can get into or maybe, you know, Rob can get into. But um, I think it's a great look. Uh, Rob, what, what, what are your thoughts? So background for people who don't know, uh, Mercedes, and I think this is at Lewis Hamilton's prodding. Lewis Hamilton, the only black driver in F1, has gone to a mostly black livery from the classic Mercedes Silver Arrow livery for 2020. And this is in the wake of the George Floyd murder and uh, all of the protests that follow that. I am... (laughs) frankly a little worried about telling the difference between the Mercedes and the Renault since they are both black cars with trim on them at this point. Uh, you know, in terms of corporate messaging, uh, I'm not going to give Mercedes too much credit there. You know, they're trying to say we're woke. I guess that that's good. Um, it's not like some of the more ridiculous things I've seen, but I don't know, is that as meaningful as putting kind of like making sure you have diversity on your board? No, it's not. It's a color on a car. So I guess it's a important step, but I don't. It's paint. Yeah, it's paint. I, I do like the look. I think it's an awesome looking car. I, I We'll see how what Lewis, um, you know, I think it'd be cool if Lewis brings this up as a topic, you know, in his in his interviews, if he makes it a point of. Uh, it makes it a point to always talk about. It. I think that'd be great. Um, this sport, is, especially, I could see just being an absolute. Uh, just, I, I bet he's faced so much racism going up through karting and everything, especially in Europe. I think 
or the UK, I think there's a lot of racism there. So it'd be interesting to hear his perspective growing up, getting into racing as a black man. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. I, I love it when athletes use their platform to speak about things that they're passionate about. And so if he gets up on the podium and says something about it, I think that would be more meaningful than yeah. painting a car black. But I do, you know, do give kudos to Mercedes for backing him. I mean, they could have said, no, shut your mouth. But so, cool. I think we'll be able to hear from Lewis because I think he's going to win this weekend. Yeah, same. Is everyone watching the race uh, live bullets or what are we doing? Sadly, no. What, what, I will what, be. What time will the race be broadcast for our East Coast and Central time zone listeners? I'm showing 9, 10 race a.m. East Coast. Eastern. Yeah, well, I won't be at church, so I'll probably be... Uh, oh, wait. Can I take it back? I'll be live bullets. I thought I was thinking about qualifying for some reason. Sorry. You know, 8, 10 a.m., 8, 10 p.m. Who knows what we're talking about these days? Zero, nine, nine, 10. We don't use the a.m., we don't use p.m., we don't use morning, we don't use evening. It's just military time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to well, get back from the season forward for ourselves, but... This is going to yeah. be great. It's a long time coming. All right, boys. Peace with you. fun in Truro. Ciao. Hater. I haven't started it yet. Oh, you better get going. I'll be all right. I, I read Ulysses' dog. I'll be okay. Uh, just having a little main beer co peeper. So, oh, cool. my God. How much beer is that? This is about 1 and 7, 1.75 cans a lot of beer no it's like 20 ounces it's like a tall boy a little bit more come on it's like two tall boys you think this grant's wedding is going to happen here or what i don't know i think my my last comment was hilarious are you in a dorchester running club I support them, but no. You know, Chris Strong's in a running club. <laughs> Is he really? Yeah. How did that Chris trophy? <laughs> he liked it, actually, and he thinks that he might want to keep it. What else would he do with hand it? Hand-carved. No, hand-carved, hand rather than have the next person do it right. Do the next one right? So the next person would have to redo yours and Oh, that's not right. I don't I I'd vote against that one. You're doing like a Chinese symbol, Andrew, you know? John, are you wearing a kerchief? Yeah, I was just out at dinner. Industry. I made burgers on the grill. <laughs> I had a turkey burger. We had taco night. LeBron's Tuesday taco and uh, Don came over. Just Don? By himself. But Judy's in Maine. Wow. All right. Uh, welcome to pod 00000053453. 52 slash 53.
Uh, we're coming to you right before the Austrian Grand Prix 2, which is actually called the Styrian Grand Prix. Can you say Named that after. one more time? Yeah, please. Thank you. Styrian. S-T-R-I-S-T-I-R-I-S-T-I-R-I-S-T-I-R-I-S-T-I-R-I-S-T-I-R-I-S-T-I-R-I-S-T-I-R-I-S-T-I-R-I-S-T-I-R-I-S-
Andrew, I don't think you'd disagree with me, were very disappointing in their pace. So, yeah, you guys you guys had bad races, and so you didn't like it. I had a good race, and so I liked it. Not surprising. Okay, let, we'll keep our rebuttals quick here to keep things moving, but our scores were all pretty similar. There's one outlier score, which was yours, which is the 11. So, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't and, and your <laughs> results were all pretty similar in that your team stunk it up. Se- second, second point, point Andrew got a podium. Second, second point, <laughs> we at least acknowledged our potential bias. At least I did. You mentioned none of it. Andrew had to call you on it. You are high. It's <laughs> crazy. Um, I don't even remember what I wanted to rebut you for because I'm so upset. <laughs> Ferrari in second place. But you are right. I will say that I was disappointed with Ferrari's pace. Hopefully, I'm, I'm sure this is in the agenda, but we'll get into the awesome package they're bringing to the next Austrian Grand Prix. Quick, quick Just quick reference check. If anybody has Formula1.com open, which, may, which uh, constructor is in second place in the standings now? <laughs> Don't you care? <laughs> oh, it's McLaren. Okay, got it. Okay, Ferrari should have finished. Next. I, Vettel should have been. I just want to say this because you, you you dumped on Ferrari. Vettel could have easily finished much higher if he didn't do that stupid, stupid move, which I, which I also hope to get into more Vettel talk later. So, next topic. Let's talk about. <laughs> um, I want to just jump to the tire tire manufacturer tire choice very briefly everyone's favorite topic uh the c2 3 and 4 compounds were used at the austria grand prix and i actually thought there was some interesting the safety cars brought out you know some people stopped and some people didn't it made all the difference i would love it if when they do these back to back at the same track if they chose different tire compounds so, oh, yeah. you know, instead of C2, 3, 4, they did C1, 2, 3, the next one. Unfortunately, we know they're the not same, doing that. We know they're not. They're oh, using the same idiot. three compounds. So, why would, why would you uh, treat us like that? Lesson uh, opportunity lost by Formula One. They obviously didn't consult us earlier, but we'll see what happens. Okay. Next topic. Um, I don't. Uh, I don't have the agenda. You're speechless. Out, not sure. Out Albon and Lewis Hamilton, maybe. Oh, uh, sorry, I just, just sorry, if I, if I may, because <laughs> we're talking about the difference between race one and race two. It, what are there any other changes between race one and race two at the same track? Then is it exactly the same. The name counterclockwise. I was going to say, are they false. racing? Are they racing reverse? for safety reasons? They can't run it in a different direction. Oh my god! Aussie wow. rules. Then they should have definitely done the tire thing. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, there were all sorts of cool opportunities to have the second race different. There was talk about kind of doing a different qualifying and having like a qualifying short race and all sorts of cool things that they. But you know, they played it uber conservative. Okay. You know, I, I I wouldn't mind seeing another race of that caliber. I thought it was an 11, but. It will be nice now. Maybe that's why they're doing it is why Ferrari is bringing their new package so they can really, it's a controlled experiment, you know, so now they can really see what kind of improvements they're getting. Yeah. Smart, smart on Ferrari. Scientific method. I love that, you know, everyone's staying there. They're banging out that what do they have? Three three rest days and then they're, back excuse, at it. They're doing what? Excuse me. 
This is a family-friendly pod. No, it's not. LeClaire has a girlfriend, so. Um, all right, Al- Albon and Hamilton, huh? Wow, what history. Is there? Is this the biggest beef in F1? Charlie and John, why don't you walk the listeners through it in case they yeah. didn't see it? Let's paint that picture. Um, okay, I will attempt to paint the picture. <laughs> We're on lap somewhere in the 60s, and we're coming off a second safety car restart. The first one, Albon was in fourth and passed uh, Perez very quickly before another yellow. We can talk about that. And they then Perez went ahead of him. They switched back. So he's in third on the restart. But us, it doesn't seem that great at, at the restarts and doesn't do as good a job as others of keeping the rest behind. So. Hamilton and Albon are very close and within a few turns, similar to what happened at Brazil last year, (laughs) Albon goes around the outside trying to pass him and Hamilton, I'll just go ahead and say cut goes right to left across track, hits Albon's rear right wheel, spins him out. Of course, Hamilton goes on his merry way. Albon's in the dust and, and soon has to retire the car. Um, Hamilton later got a five-second penalty. Not enough justice for me. As I like to say that Rob has a comically large beer. Can you please hold that back up? That, there's outrageous. three beers in there. That is it's outrageous. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a liter. It's a liter of beer. Liter cola. Great, um, great summary, Charlie. Thanks for that. So, Rob, go. To just you. a little, co- a little context. The penultimate race of the 2019 season. Similar thing where Brazil. Well, well how did actually, you guys have me do this summary? <laughs> it's so obvious Rob wanted to do the summary. I think it was uh, Rob's Albon. Our, Rob's our summary guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it was Albon left the door open, and they had contact, and Lewis knocked Albon out of the way, and Lewis got a penalty for that too. So there is a history now between these two drivers. Lewis always getting a penalty for the contact. Are you sure he Rob. got a penalty last year? No, I'm not. I'm checking I don't it think now. He did. I don't think he did either. I think he did, but I don't. I'm not sure. Rob, <laughs> here's one question for you before I make my point. Who's worse offender, Max or Lewis, of the last five races? That's a small sample set. Lewis. I mean. <laughs> okay. So Lewis is the new Max in your eyes. Is that what you're saying? No. No. I would have you read much of the literature about the law of small numbers before we go any further on this. <laughs> okay. I do. I respect anyone who can put penultimate into their, um, into their rebuttal. So I do appreciate that. Uh, I actually don't have a, I, I'm an Albon guy, Red Bull guy. Everyone knows that. I have no problem with this racing. I love the nice hard racing. You see a, a lane, you go for it. That's why I love Max. I love Lewis is doing that, even though he's got a lot more to lose than Albon. So I'm a fan. I don't like the penalty. Ooh. Uh, so I just like to defend my honor, slap anybody here with a glove who doubted me. Hamilton was given a penalty and Brazil in 2019. It was after the race had finished, and that's why Hamilton stood on the podium in third place, but then had to give up that place to Carlos Sainz, McLaren, boom, booyah, uh, podium. Um, 
back to the Austrian Grand Prix 2020, I'm, you know, I like the kind of the, the hard racing. I don't want every bump to be penalized, but I also don't think you can just kind of let the, the most aggressive driver get away with everything because then it just becomes bumper cars out there. Max, I mean, uh, Max, Lewis driving like Max didn't leave Albon enough room and there, thereby hit him. Like you have to live, leave cars, cars with, and he didn't, I don't know how you could not give Lewis a penalty for that, John. I, I, uh, one thing I want to say before um, I jump into that, um, odd, interesting, I guess that McLaren only gets a podium when Lewis gets a penalty and they just get gifted. That's sad. Um, <clears throat> Actually, Lewis is getting, he's on the McLaren payroll. That's why they almost oh, went damn. insolvent last month. I don't, Zach Brown. Wow. He's just doing any, anything he can to get the podium. Um, I, I think that Lewis fully deserved the penalty. I, I mean, I, I agree with John that I think it's good racing. I like that he's taking risks, but at the same time, he deserved the penalty. Glad he got it. I just feel for I, Alex. I feel I for can, Alex. I completely agree. I like I like that it happened. I also like that it was penalized. As a guy who's been to Thailand, I really feel for Alex Albon. He's a, he's a good character. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad he's in on uh, a good team, and I I he's going to get a win. He's in a fast car, and uh, not if Hamilton has anything to do with it. <laughs> I like how Charlie says Al- Albon. 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 Do I, say I like that? I like the way you say Alvin. Um, I also yeah, like same. slash don't like the way I listen to the highlights on ESPN and they say Val Terry's last name as Bottas. Is that the proper? Bottas, uh, yeah. That can't be the proper way, <laughs> yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's Botas. Okay. Anyway, uh, while we're still talking about actual race, I want to tie off our race thing. Andrew, why don't you talk about uh, Seb? You mentioned it earlier. He had a little incident out there. Uh, yes, he was, I'm trying to think, who did he, can you remind me who he hit? Was it? My man, Carlos. Carlos, that's right. Okay. Cause they are soon to be, well, Carlos is doing a little <laughs> prima nocte on his car. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Did I not use that right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'll have to look that up later. Just say penultimate quickly. Cover. <laughs> in a penultimate way um <laughs> no but anyway carlos signs and and uh vettel were going into a corner i don't know which corner it was rob might know and carlos signs clearly had the racing line and vettel pulled what i would call like a a move that like a, a daniel kofiat would have pulled back in 2017 and just torpedoed into him and it was just a, it was so stupid i mean I think Seb was was looking pretty good. I think he was set up to probably score well within the points, maybe even a top five. And then he pulled a move like that, immediately spun out and went all the way to the back of the of the pack, and had to catch up from there. And it was just another one. I was thinking about this on a. I did a little. I did a little walk and did some reflection afterwards. And he's been doing this now for the last what, two years? Like, ever since he was winning, he was leading the championship back in whatever year that was, midway through, and then he started having this breakdown and making these stupid, stupid mistakes. 
and it, I thought it was just an aberration, but it's just, that's just who he is now. And it's just, it's just sad to see. Go ahead, Rob. So one, I think it's a little bit of frustration in terms of the, the Ferrari is not a super fast car at this moment. And he's probably trying to push a little bit too much because of that. And two, to your larger point about how long he's been doing this now, when he was, and I wasn't watching Formula One, but my sources in the paddock say when he was winning in the early 2010s, teens, he was qualifying one, going out in front and never dealing with anybody in the race. And maybe he's great at that and can't like deal with the actual race craft out on track. I've never, like Lewis is great at race, race craft. Carlos Sainz was good at it last year. Maybe Vettel's not a race guy. John. Um, this may be my favorite Vettel. I see how it shakes out, but I think uh, nothing to lose Vettel is going to be my favorite Vettel. I've been a Vettel hater for the last few years. I think I'm all in. Write yeah, it down. Okay. All in on what? Him just like <laughs> scraping by a top 10? Like that's not, you don't want to see Mixing that. Mixing stuff up, man. I would say, I, I, think, up. I think when he first joined Ferrari and they were, you know, clearly behind Mercedes. I think he showed some, some pretty good races there where he, he uh, gutted out some victories, really did show some nice passing. Um, so, I, I mean, good theory, Rob. I don't know if it's true or not, but I, I, I think we have seen some evidence of him being able to race wheel there, to wheel. There, there is contra evidence, I'll concede. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but I think we can all agree that he is just not the same racer that he was when he was winning, leading that championship couple years ago and um and i guess i know I, you know i i've been defending him for years now but i can't do it anymore um it's exhausting and i'm on i'm on to carlos signs so well you're a new dad you don't have you don't, don't have the time, time, for that. time. <laughs> i don't have the effort you know <laughs> that's a nice team you got next year i'm jealous that's it carlos mcclair Oh, you got the two guys that uh, didn't kneel? I don't know if you want that on your team. Oh, oh okay. Charlie's going right there. Right. Oh, great. Bring it up, Charlie. Go ahead. Well, I think you just yeah, did. <laughs> yeah, there was a, a nice moment of, of potential solidarity among the drivers. Um, was it a moment of silence or not? But they were the majority of the drivers took a knee at the beginning of the race with the exception of... Verstappen, Leclerc, Raikkonen, Sainz, uh, Kfiat, and help me out here, someone else. Um, and Leclerc came out later and explained it's about your day-to-day you actions. Nazi. You have a Nazi. Yeah, Don't you have a Nazi. Uh, no further explanation needed. Leclerc came out later and said it's about daily actions, not a uh, this gesture and and essentially alluded to I'm not going to do it because it's controversial in some countries and I think it was just uh, it was a moment for them to to come together and it's a really easy thing to do I agree with him it's about day-to-day actions but he should have done it in my opinion and, and that's not a good look for that crew it's kind of weird not to do it. I don't, I mean, did, did Kafia, maybe that was just like a language barrier thing. I don't know. Um, same for Kimmy. 
Or Kimmy, I think it was just like, oh, I don't know why would I would do this. I just can't be the brother to do it. So that may be why he didn't do it. Um, yeah, it's weird. I, I totally agree. I'm a little disappointed. I didn't, I didn't see that. They all wear the shirts, though. Is she? Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. They all wear the shirts. Be with your solo driver, Lewis, and Neil. Come on. Yeah. What, yeah. what are you doing, guys? Stupid move. It, I don't know it, why. Lewis, sorry to Rob, I, I was just going to say, Lewis did make some interesting comments about the meeting the night before. Kind of, he didn't come out and say anything directly, but he was kind of like, I was taking notes during the meeting. It was a little uncomfortable at times. <laughs> What can you say? That? Sorry, can you say that again? Lewis was taking notes. Lewis, before the season started, Lewis essentially said it's it's not okay to be silent bystander anymore, and that he kind of went back to that and said, you know, some people aren't going to come out and make a stand, and that's on them. Well, but good I, for him. I see what you're doing. Essentially, I, I, that's how I, I, I interpret it. I've given you know I've given sorry I've given Lewis you know a hard time. But uh, I think in this instance, I totally stand with what he was staying there, and I agree with him. Kneel with him. Kneel with him. So I have a couple of not, uh, point thoughts on this that are not all in the same direction. Um, one, the driver's meeting, I mean, I think that's supposed to be a private thing. And so, so good on Lewis for not saying what was said, but also – like that's expected. So great. You've passed the very basic test there, Lewis. Um, that's a, okay. I think it was Daniel Ricardo's to, did he kneel or not? Yes. I was going to be tracked. He, he was saying it was kind of like a, an issue with how it was interpreted in different people's countries. And some other, some other former drivers were saying, you know, it could be ex- a, considered an agreement with the Black Lives Matter organization. Does it exist? Um, Or is it just a movement? And so I think there were a lot of different thoughts. I think it means different things to different people. But I think think it was John who said, come on, do it for Lewis. Like the same way that the NASCAR drivers all stood with Bubba Watson, Wallace. Wallace. And kind of like they were all like in solidarity with him. I think the same thing should have happened with Lewis and kind of said, look, this may not be my cup of tea, but we're all in this together. We're drivers together. This is important to Lewis. Do it for him. I think that would have been a, an important, a nice move. So I'm yeah. disappointed. But again, I also agree with the driver who said it's much more important where you're giving your money. These guys have millions of euros. Where are you giving your money? What you're doing with your time, what you're putting out on social media. This is a one platform, but it's not the only platform, the kneeling. So the, the, the kneel though, was that during uh, an anthem of any sort or was there just like a moment before the race where you could kneel? I think that's a huge thing. The same thing. Because in, I know, okay. In, in the U S if you kneel during the anthem, that's a very specific time to kneel. So I, what, what Leclerc is saying doesn't really make sense. So like people aren't against kneeling in certain countries. They're against kneeling during a time, like while something else is going on. So someone should have, someone should have called them on that. It doesn't, that it doesn't make any sense. No, what country is against kneeling? I agree. When did they do this? I, I, I'm not sure, but they all wear the shirts though. So yeah. it didn't, they it didn't, are, 
it didn't say it was during the anthem. It was just like at the beginning. I didn't see it, so I apologize. But it said it was like the beginning of the race. So I don't know. Anyway, I think Let's see what happens I, this I, I weekend. Lewis should call them all out on it and say, "I totally agree with Rob. Like, just have each other's back. Kneel. What's the big deal? You're not offending anybody by kneeling. Stupid. I mean, some of them could be neo Nazis. And now I'm now I'm thinking maybe. You know, listen. Don't. What were you gonna say? I wasn't gonna say. I'm just saying, like, look, could could Putin have threatened Kafiat's family if he knelt? Yeah, he could have. Was so, Italy was Italy ally or Axis? Tell me that. Axis for sure. Axis. I will say I found it very interesting that there was no coverage of that on FormulaOne.com. That of the pre-race event. That is weird. Wow. We need to. We need to get to the bottom. That's of why they need independent journalists like this podcast to investigate these issues. Rob, we need we to send, not. You're on Twitter, right? Please send a tweet to formula1.com. I am not on Twitter. Oh my gosh. Okay, fine. All right. All right. I think we've beaten this horse to its knees. Let's next topic. Oh, I got an update on uh, low T throughout some bets. Uh, I just want to you- say, I thought Loki was awesome. Great guest. I think he was a huge hit, and people are going to love him. I see what you're doing here. And Future guests are going like to have a, hot, a lot to live up to. I agree. No, seriously, I thought he was composed. He was articulate. Um, a natural, some would say. And <laughs> if we're doing a qualifying race, I mean, he is definitely making Q3 for sure. But no one's heard his section yet so hopefully when they, someday when they listen to this part they will have heard that section that's a guarantee i hope maybe i hope but maybe not um oh. he threw down some bets i don't remember what they were exactly but oh i think he had verstappen winning he had grosjean crashing out first botas he had p1 yep and uh ricardo top six i think were her, his major bets he is down one unit overall after that race. So not, not terrible. Um, again, we don't know what those units are. I bet it's a hundred million. Uh, Could be hundred million dollars. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what he, he hasn't made any bets for this upcoming race, but uh, we'll certainly have him on again to go through some strategy and see, see how many units he's up or down um, in a couple weeks time. One unit at the sperm bank. <laughs> okay. All the nice things you said about him. What is that? Is All good? right. Uh, so just, just a sure thought experiment. Do you change <laughs> your betting based on what you saw at the Austrian Grand Prix? Or do you say kind of that was an aberration? I still I think Lewis is going to be pissed. And I think he's going to qualify one. But I don't know what I'd bet on it with the odds. I think I set, might still go with the Potas. I also why? think Max to win is a very still a very good bet. Wait, why do you think Botas is the favorite? No. Lewis is gonna be the favorite, and I think and I think Lewis will get pole, but I think Botas would be the better bet given oh, Lewis will be so yes. heavily favored. I think Max is still a good bet to win. I think I might put some more on like Perez on the podium, he was very close. I th- I don't I don't know that I would do Ricardo in the top six. Renault did not look awesome. Yeah, 
Good points. I, I like your bets. I think I still would like first stop in and Botas is just the, yeah, the odds wise makes a ton of sense. Um, I don't think I'd sprinkle any money in Ferrari. But either driver? I don't think so. Jeez. Yeah, Lewis is favored plus 150 and Max. Plus one fifty. Yeah. Okay. So then, you then then Charles. That means I, you, I lay, put, you lay down a hundred, you get one fifty. That's pretty good. Oh wait. But then why do they have Botas down below at minus one twenty? That's weird. So Botas is favored then. Yeah. So Botas, you have to lay a hundred. You have to lay one twenty down to get a hundred. That's how that works. Hmm. Huh. Go ahead, Rob. Housekeeping issue. We have a loyal, former loyal reader, now somewhat loyal listener, who keeps saying he can't find the podcast and wants to subscribe. So I just wanted to remind anybody who (laughs) has found this, (laughs) how do you find the other ones? They're on our website, right? Yeah. The formula, the F1 newsletter. Dot com. What does this user use for podcasting? Does he have a, a smartphone? I, I doubt anything. Oh, he has an iPod uh, shuffle. He has an iPhone. Does this person still live on their own? Is that, or are they? Do you guess? happen to be their IT manager? <laughs> uh, Charlie is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tell, well, tell get him in to touch with Charlie. Tell him to Charlie. submit a ticket. Yeah, getting those to Charlie. Ticket, ticket, ticket. Yep. Yeah, All right. Um, so, talking about Andrew and not putting money on Ferrari, I do have to say that my sources in the paddock are saying that Seb is pretty unhappy with how his departure from Ferrari is being portrayed by Ferrari. And Seb has come out and talked to journalists and said, Hey, look, I didn't reject anything. It's not like they broke down over money or anything. They just called me up out of the blue and said, we're not renewing you next year. And I think this COVID thing is bullshit. It sounds to me like trouble in, I wouldn't say paradise, trouble in Marinello. Marinello. Um, what exactly is he upset about, though? He's just upset that, what is for, do you, do you he's out of a seat next year. I mean, yeah. wouldn't you be upset? No, I know, but, but you, but you said that he was upset the way Ferrari is portraying it. So how is, how is Ferrari portraying the departure? Did they say it broke up over contract negotiations? Uh, no, but they, I don't know. I couldn't quote them and I wouldn't want to. My journalistic principles prohibit it. I respect that. The, sense that I've gotten is that they were saying we are in negotiations and the COVID financial realities made us say Seb's not the right move. And Seb's rebuttal was what financial realities? We hadn't talked money. I'm sure we could have made the money work out. They just told me I wasn't welcome back. Hmm. Okay. I didn't, I hadn't read about the, Ferrari saying it's financial, it's financial reasons. And because of COVID, we can't make the money work. So if they said that, then that seems dishonest. Um, and if I was Sebastian, I would be pretty upset. Um, I, I totally can see them just saying like, listen, this isn't the right fit. We're, 
you know, we're putting our eggs in, in the Leclerc basket. I don't think that it's going to make sense for you and Charles to race together. We want to go younger. Um, and I think your best years are behind you. So they should have just said that. I mean, that's, that's the honest answer, right? I mean, that's really what they were doing. Well, how do you think it works out for the rest of the season if they're kind of I was, about this? That's what I was wondering about is how does that – how do you finish this? I'm, I'm thankful this is a short season because otherwise it would be extremely awkward. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he still fights. I think he fights for – this is a, the other thing I was thinking about on my walk when I was reflecting on Sebastian was this is really a job interview for him because he's trying to prove to all these other constructors that he still deserves a seat. No? Well, you've walked me right into the next topic, which is it looks like it's going to be confirmed tomorrow that Alonzo has the open Renault seat. So what Thrill- where else could he land then? Thrilled to see Alonzo come back to Formula One. R- Renault is not going to be competitive, but it's the best available seat. If we say, look, Red Bull is not going to kick out Albon to bring in Vettel and have him fight with Max, Mercedes They've ruled that out. They say they would like their little alpha-beta combination. Uh, the next team down the pecking order, Ferrari, they're set. McLaren's next. That they, I don't see them changing their team for an old man. I think Vettel's out. I think so, too. And I think he doesn't maybe understand where he stands with all the other teams, and he thinks his stock is higher than it is. What about Alfa Romeo? Kimmy, Kimmy said back together. Love what, it. What if Kimmy retires? Yeah, but why would Seb want to do that though? That team sucks. Still, loves, still likes racing. They're a they're a midfield contender. Yeah, he gets you know, you back to, your time. He gets back to pure racing there. You know, he's it's all about like small improvements, and, and you don't have to deal with the big egos at Ferrari. I, I know there's some. So, sorry, I was just because I know there's some George Russell haters on this pod, but a team should be looking to ink him to a, a deal. I thought he's, he's Mercedes is Mercedes. giving him a stiff arm. I mean, unless they swap him for both us, I, if I'm George Russell, I start to look elsewhere. I'm not sitting at Williams for the next five years. <laughs> so I think we've said that, well, I've said, I didn't think Seb was a terrific racer. So I don't think that he does that well, even if he goes to Alpha and like practices in wow. the field. Four-time champion is not a good racer. You know, you know what I'm, I think I'm most disappointed? I thought when Seb came in, he would change the culture, um, really teach, I don't know, just make really good improvements just to the car. And it just seems like they've really struggled with that. I don't – like he didn't really do any of that. And they've gotten almost – not worse, but they just have just stayed exactly where they've been and they haven't gotten any better. And it's kind of frustrating that I, that's what I thought he's going to bring to the table. He hasn't done that. Yeah. Six years. So not much to show for it, but he's been there uh, for six Mercedes. Years. Yeah. Wow. Mercedes is just so good. You know, how can you compete with them? Like the Yankees. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's like Phil Mickelson against Tiger Woods in golf. Yeah, golf analogy. Well, um, Rob brought up Bubba Watson earlier. So yeah, bread and, bread and on, butter on brand. <laughs> Should we do some uh, do a little life update break? Let's do it. 
So you guys were had a nice little vacay. Maybe you want to talk about that. Um, I thought we already no, talked we? about this. <laughs> I, what have I, I done in the last five days? Um, I went on a, a nice bike ride on Sunday. Uh, yesterday, I went back to work for the first time in a week. That, those are my life, life updates. LB's yeah. doing better. I saw you mowing your lawn today. Yeah, uh, yeah. you should have stayed and said hi. It's weird that you just looked at me and walked by. You heard off beer. No, Trey looked very, very busy, and he was, he was, he was like messing with a hose of some sort. It looked like he was very, no. he's struggling with a hose. Okay, let me explain myself. It's an electric mower. It's a plug-in electric mower, and oh if you God. run over the cord, uh, you'll shred the electric cord. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. So you have to manage it. It's, it's a whole ordeal. You That's saw it. crazy. You I've saw never, it in action. I've never seen a, a, a plug-in electric mower. I don't want to burn gasoline like you. I mean, oh, a lot of that. my neighbors have battery-powered electric mowers, which is definitely going to be the next thing, next mower that I buy. They, they're Can great. Get, you don't, you don't interrupt get, a man mowing his lawn. I mean, you've got that thing that's going. It's, that's just, you don't do that. If you guys are looking no, for you a You do like the high movie. neighbor and yeah, you yeah. shout over the mower, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe get me one of those hard hats with two little beer cans on the side. <laughs> Homer Simpson so I can drink all mowing I've got some other life updates um, Annie and I got a COVID test on Monday we're waiting for the results right. pray for us uh, self-administered nasal oh uh, we'll see how see how that comes back um, you don't have the results I don't have the, the results yet yeah. I got, but, hat. I got a new hat. That was an update. There's, oh, what's that? What's that let's see that on you. What sweet hat? There's so it? many of us who, I mean, I, if the if the uh... <laughs> what's this? What's the use case for this? Hat? <laughs> I wish this was a visual pod right now. Um, beach, uh, hot days when I'm mowing the lawn. Maybe it. Why would you oh, get a dark, water hat? The water. Why would you get a dark Fuck. colored? hat for this super sun it looks, cooler. looks cooler yeah. i could see you would have benefited from that hat today when you were to, to surf company so on brand you know i'm part of the tribe on brand. also annie and i are about to uh, decamp to maine for an extended period of time uh, i'm bringing several monitors and a docking station up there how so, long oh yeah how long are we going tbd I mean, I'm going to come back for rowing practice, checking on my property. <laughs> Dude. But my I, family's staying up there. I forgot about big update. Becky and I watched Hamilton on Disney Plus. Nice, nice, uh, How great nice was little it? musical. Isn't it awesome? Is it life-changing? It's just amazing. My, I call it life-changing. <laughs> it's, it's really good. It's so good. Who here has Disney Plus? Not well, me. Andrew does. Wait, how'd you watch it, Charlie? I, I think that's someone's login. I can't see. I think my Caroline searches. gets it for free through work. Can we get the uh, the podcast to log in? Expense it. Yes, absolutely. Perfect. I mean, if you haven't <laughs> well, seen Hamilton, is Aaron? You're no one. Who plays Aaron Burr? Uh, is he the villain? Name, but he's an amazing singer. I would say Matt Stafford should. Uh, yeah, he's got okay. a big role. My, my um, last day. Right, I've got one more life update. 
I'm yeah. searching for a painter to paint the exterior of my windows. Their original windows are probably 130 years old now, but behind the storm window. So in between the window and the storm window. Mm, you can see, really it, see it from the outside. It is Leslie Odom Jr. Leslie Odom, that's it. So is that a real niche painting uh, skill or why? Well, the first guy I contracted said, I'm an interior painter. Oh. <laughs> but then he sent me, he sent me to somebody else. So I'm going to get some quotes. Um, Good stuff. I've got, 20, also... oh, oh, I've got 22 windows to paint. I have no idea how much uh, this is going to cost. Can we, can we get another? I would put it at 1500 per window. Oh, wait. Oh, window? <laughs> I'm gonna need a GoFundMe. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh god! Fifteen? No way! You do that yourself. You could do that yourself, right? Go to the low T sperm bank. Make that in the weekend. Absolutely. Wow. Well, Rob, I hope I hope that goes well. What's the? Uh, did you ever get that hole in your ceiling replaced? Um, I had the plumber come and fix the leak. So now it's just on me to, I can patch it myself. I'm not paying that to be done. Oh, good. Have I done that yet? No, I haven't. Well, you're, yeah. You're well, you're job. inspector of a felon or something? Who did the inspection? What inspector? <laughs> I bought this house sight unseen from the previous fire. I, I, I would hardly call it sight unseen. You know that house better than your own downstairs oh my god all right that's me um for me hmm. i saw charlie mowing his lawn that was a good <laughs> <laughs> um not much else going on emmett started going through a little bit of a fussy phase so we're just trying to figure out how to settle him down but nothing to worry about there um copley is really doing well he kind of just keeps himself now um and my parents had a lovely stay i think i already mentioned that but uh, hopefully they'll come back up again soon and i am getting ready to also decamp to maine rangely at the end of the month very much looking forward to that andrew have you tried those little they're not snuggies i don't know what the term is but swaddle. like swaddle things where you just like tie them up tightly and yes he we use that all the time he loves those it's a great thing but he's still fussy, huh? Uh, he, I got nothing. He, yeah, thanks for the help. <laughs> <laughs> he just has his moments. I think he's going through a, a little growth spurt type thing. Or maybe just has some some gas. But so he tried pumping his legs? Seriously. I have done that. That actually does work. Great tip. Yeah. John. Jeez. Uh, Andrew, Carol, and Emmett. Copley came over for 4th of July. That was nice. A lot of fireworks. Sounded like uh, Normandy uh, Saturday night uh, in Dorchester. Um, and then what did I do Sunday? Not much. Oh, we've had Brower for a full year now. So little Ooh. anniversary there. So, yeah. So that's fun. Uh, nothing else. Back at work. That's a, that's a full Looking year. Looking for the race. Full year with Brower. Um, I don't know if, did I mention this last one that I finally received my bike? That's a huge, I think that's a you huge did. life update. Um, you did mention that. Oh, did when I will do? you learn how to ride it? That'll take some time. I'm not sure when I can fit that in. 
but um, I'm looking for, I'm taking in tomorrow to the shop to get the new pedals on. And then I'm just, Hey, you guys may never see me again. I'm just, why does it need new pedals, on. Andrew? Uh, John kind of ruined the pedals that are on there. I'm trying oh, to take okay. them off. I didn't ruin them. I can't get them off. I mean, Andrew could, I guess get the same clips. He doesn't have, he doesn't have bike shoes. So he needs to get those as well. So <laughs> don't, 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 don't put this on me. You, you've got to get new shoes, but also put on new pedals and those do get really jammed on. Make sure they put on lots of grease when they put on the new pedals. All right. Otherwise, you're end up, on there. otherwise you're going to end up in John's situation. Don't want that. I almost had a heart attack trying to get these pedals. I wonder on. who his previous owner was. Okay. Good stuff, boys. Um, what else we got? Anything else in the agenda? We're at 45 minutes. Yeah, we're kind of at time. That's a solid time, guys. I can't wait for the next race. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for these pods to get published. <laughs> <laughs> we're podcasting just for the four of us right now. <laughs> keep, keep waiting, bro. Question for you. When uh, is the race at the same time, do you think? Ooh, that's a great question. Oh, that was the mm-hmm. switch up, actually. The only alter, alternation. Alter, what, what am I trying to say here? The only switch up for the race, yeah, alteration for the race is just the, the start time. Oh, that's it. Instead of, instead of it being at 9 a.m. Eastern, it's at 9 p.m. Eastern? Because they haven't converted to military. This is, this is showing the race for us on the Eastern Coast at 0910, which is same the same time. Oh, right. wow. so that could be fake news. <laughs> these, Beware. these people are, our fans are going to be so happy to get a double five. It's going to be just tremendous. Um, double okay. feature. Good stuff, guys. At the Styrian Grand Prix. What a name. Uh, you know what would be a cool feature for this pod to do? Would be kind of like a live chat, you know, where you could, a lot of, a lot of, um, Journalists are doing that, like Supreme Court hearings, and then they have a couple of journalists chat along with mm. it. So you could watch the race and see our cutting analysis of it. I think and a lot of listeners would like that. To watch us chat? Well, we could be like, oh, look at that. I mean, they could also participate. We could have a, a live chat where we let people in. So Well, we should, so announce, they, I, we should announce that here that we're doing it because then – no listener will know until after the race because this podcast will get released. No, I don't think we're going to get it done for the Austria 2 race, but maybe that's something we uh, do in this shortened season. We just did critique Formula 1 for not being inventive enough this season. I think maybe we need to walk the walk. Yeah. I'll look into it. Thanks. I agree. Good idea, Rob. Thanks, Rob. Let's circle back on that one. Bye. Where are we with that? (laughs) (laughs) See you guys. Bye. Bye. Ciao.